Hi, it's Todd from the Little Kids Big Hearts podcast. Today, we are excited to bring you a special fictional episode of our podcast called Cultivating Sweet Kindness. It's a story all about community and about kindness, two things we care deeply about here on our podcast. And it's set in the land of Kukalakas, the magical world where kids go to share their feelings. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but it is a very sweet story, pun intended. Five friends join me to read the parts in this episode. You'll hear the voices of Christy Puzdecator, Nadia Dorsey, and our friends over at ABC's TV series, Alaska Daily, Meredith Holtzman, Matt Malloy, and Pablo Castelblanco. So sit back, close your eyes, and get ready for a great story. Cultivating Sweet Kindness. New things can make us nervous, and the first day at a new school can make us very nervous. Caitlin was all nerves and questions the night before the first day. What will my teachers be like? Will I know enough? Will the other Kukalikas think I'm different coming from the other side of the world like I do? It was halfway through the school year, maybe the worst time to start something new, and Caden had just moved to the land of Kukalakas from far away. Caton's parent, Kenley, was an agricultural professor in an enchanted cloud forest studying new cultivation techniques. Caton had friends in the cloud forest, a pet turtle, and was on a cloud little league team. Everything was pretty great, but then a letter arrived from the Kukalaka mayor saying that the land of Kukalakas desperately needed help developing a new crop that could bring prosperity to the land. All at once, Kenley and Caton gave their pet turtle to the neighbors, packed up their entire home, collected a few packets of seeds from the cloud forest, and rushed to the land of Kukalakas. It was where Kenley was born, but Caton had never been before. Caton could hardly sleep the first night with all the chimes and rustles and unfamiliar sounds. Then, in the morning, it was time for school. There were speedy kisses and goodbye waves at drop-off. And now Caton was all alone in the kindergarten class at Kukamentary School. When Caton looked around, there was not one familiar face at morning meeting. Not even a smile or a kind word or even a, where'd you come from? Caton's fur was usually a deep, dark blue, but it grew lighter and lighter during the morning meeting until Caton was nearly transparent and blending into the bookcases and cubbies lying in the classroom. No one even noticed that the new kukaliki was missing. The teacher kept reading and calling on different kukalikis, but no one noticed that Caton had disappeared. If nobody sees me, nobody will have a chance to tell me I don't fit in. By recess, Caton was counting down the minutes until the end of the day. The other Kukalikis jumped into familiar games with their regular teams and curious rules that Caton couldn't follow. I've got the quibble bibble. Go long. Pass it to Kale. Good smoosh, Kern. Sitting on the bench next to the swing set, Caton's heart sank deep loneliness. Caton's fur was a pale, nearly transparent blue. Suddenly, a smiling kukaliki plopped down on the bench beside Caton. Hi. This is your first day, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We just moved here on the first night of the second moon. That's my favorite night of the year. The sky is so bright and full of color. <laughs> my name is Creel. Is it okay if I sit here with you? Uh, sure. But how do you even see me? 
quibble isn't my favorite sport. Sometimes I get transparent too and hide out on the sidelines. Oh, cool. I'm Caden. And at that moment, Caden's fur took on a golden glow, much like the sky's shine on the first night of the second moon. During recess, Caden and Creel chatted. Creel told Caden about the best Cucamallow bush near school. Caden told Creel about the Cloud Little League. They discovered their mutual love for Pokemon cards and discussed the best and favorite strategies. So, how was your first day? Okay. It's not like home, but it's not so bad. Give it some time. That's the same Kukumidori school I went to when I was a little Kukaliki. I think you'll be happy there. The next day, Creel presented a wrapped package to Caton at recess. What's that? It's for you. A Pokemon card? For me? Wow, wow, I love it. I don't have this one yet. Let's bring our decks and play tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I'd love that. Creel and Caton bonded that week as they battled with their Pokemon cards. By Thursday, a few other Kukalikis had noticed bringing their own decks to join the game. Caton was surprised that in just a few days, everything had changed. On Monday, Caton felt like a stranger, but now Caton felt surrounded by friends. Creel, do you want to come over after school on Friday? We can play Pokemon cards together at my house. I think we can cut through the pasture and get home in five minutes if we walk fast. Uh, yeah, I want to play, but we need to be careful. If we walk the wrong way, we could end up passing Wu Week's house. Wu Week might put us in a cauldron, cook us into a stew, and eat us. <gasps> eat us? Wu Week lives just outside the pasture and never, ever comes into town. No one ever talks to Wu Week and vice versa. They say Kui has dingy gray fur and orange glassy eyes and spiky green tufts and he eats kookalikis. <sighs> Not just because they taste good, but for sport. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I have nightmares about spiky green tufts all the time. Me too. I heard that Kui captures anybody who lingers at the edge of the pasture. Getting captured and cooked into a stew did not sound like fun. Peyton couldn't get rid of the mental image of who weeks gray, dingy fur, orange glassy eyes, and spiky green tufts. Peyton walked the long way home from school that day. How was kindergarten today, Peyton? It was okay. Krill and I played Pokemon during recess. Krill even gave me an awesome card for my deck earlier this week. Oh, well, Creel sounds like a very kind kookaliki. Yeah. Yeah, it can be hard to make new friends. Giving you that card, playing with you, that's such a kind way to make you part of the community. You should remember Creel's kindness the next time you see someone who could use a friend. Okay. What else? Well, today at recess, Creel told me about Koo Week. Kuwik has dingy great fur, orange glassy eyes, spiky green tufts, and turns kukalikis into a stew and eats them. Did Kuwik live near the pasture when you were a kukaliki too? 
I don't like this. I've never heard of anyone called Kuwik, sweetie. And I've never heard of anybody who turns kukulikis into stew. It sounds like Creel has been reading a few too many scary stories. Caden was not convinced. After dinner, as evening chores began, Caden dragged the trash out and put it in the bin. Kwana, a senior kukulaka who was their neighbor, seemed to be struggling in the garden. It occurred to Caden that a little kindness could go a long way. Hi, Kwana. Can I help with those quiddle leaves? Why, yes, Caden. Oh, you just made my day. Thank you. I'm happy to help. That's what being a neighbor is all about. Oh, how kind. You know, my quiddleberry tree had a 10 quaid yield this year. I am making quiddleberry pies tomorrow. Stop by after school so I can share one with you and your family. Quiddleberry pie? Peyton definitely did not volunteer to help Juana, thinking there would be a reward. But if there would be pie, then this was shaping up to be one of the best weeks ever. After a lot of yard work schlepping quiddle leaves from the ground near the trees to the compost pile, Peyton was exhausted and <sighs> fell asleep while reading comic books, only to wake up with a start. The alarm didn't work. Peyton grabbed a quapple and shouted goodbye and ran out the door, cutting straight through the pasture, running as fast as possible to get to school before morning meeting. Suddenly, ow! Peyton stumbled and tripped over a very large root sticking up out of the dirt at the edge of the pasture where it met the woods. Lying on the ground, Peyton looked up to find a shadowy figure peeking out from behind a tree. Are those spiky green tufts? Oh, no, 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 no. But when Caton's purple eyes met a pair of orange ones, whoever it was ran off into the woods, and Caton jumped up and zipped as fast as possible towards school. At recess, Caton and Creel found each other at the bench, and Caton recounted the harrowing journey to school. And there, behind a tree, I saw a pair of orange eyes staring at me. Oh, I know who that was. That was creepy old Kuwik. But if it was Kuwik, wouldn't I be stew by now? Uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. But just be be careful, okay? Okay. I guess I was lucky. Creel walked home with Kate and after school on Friday to play Pokemon together. They went the long way. As they approached home, they spotted Kwana waiting on the porch with the warm Quiddleberry pie. Peyton, dear, here's my special delivery for you. Wow, that smells really good. Thank you, dearie. And thank you again for helping me yesterday. I can't tell you what it means to have such a kind, helpful new neighbor. You know, your sweet act of kindness made me realize that we have Quite a lot of amazing kookalakas and kookalikis here in our land. I want to make others feel as cared for as you helped me feel. I wondered if you could do me one more favor. Sure. I'm baking five more quiddleberry pies. After you two have played a bit, would you mind coming by and delivering the pies to the rest of our neighbors with me? I like that very much. After a few competitive rounds of Pokemon, Creel headed home and Caton walked to Kwana's house. 
The two went to work, knocking on doors and helping to drop off little berry pies around the neighborhood. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Before this, Caton had only met Quana and the Keeney family on the other side of their house. But now, Caton also met Kayle across the road, who practiced weep every night, Kiana, whose garden was full of hundreds of yellow flowers, Pierre, who was always working on an antique wagon out in the yard, and Quentin, on the end of the road, who sat out each night reading on the porch. It felt good to connect with each neighbor and see their fur turn bright and sparkly with joy at the sight of their own Quiddleberry pies. Kate, and it's so nice to meet you. And thank you. This smells amazing. It's nice to meet you too, but I'm only helping. You have to thank Quana for the pies. Caden was my inspiration. We have an amazing community here, and I never want to take my neighbors for granted. It was a pleasure to share a little joy with each of you. Mm. Henley was beaming with pride at dinner. The pie that finished the meal was almost as sweet as the feeling in their hearts. When Caton woke up on Saturday morning, there was music coming in through the window. Caton went and peered out. What was everyone doing? All of the neighbors on Crescent Road were outside playing music, laughing. It looked like a party. Caton and Kenley rushed outside. Good morning, neighbors. We've all been inspired by Quana and Caton's kindness. And we've decided that today we will all spread kindness to the rest of the land of Kukulaka's by sharing our gifts and our time. I'm going to see who needs repairs on their homes or quagons. I'm going to perform a queef concert at the town square tonight. I'm going to bring yellow flowers to the concert for everyone to take home. And I'm going to drop off books for each kukulaka and kukaliki in the land. I have a lot of books. And just like that, Kindness started flooding through the land of Kukulakas. Each citizen gathered in the town square. Each one received kindness and each one was inspired to give. Before the sun hit the midday mark, the whole land was abuzz with kindness. It was everywhere. Caton realized that all of this started with a few kind words and a Pokemon card from a new friend. And now everyone was involved. Or were they? Caton's fur took on a determined shade of purple. Caton, what's going on? From the color of your fur, it looks like you have something on your mind. I'm thinking about Kuwik. I just don't think that Kuwik can be so bad. They might just be lonely and need a friend, just like I did. Just like all of us do. And so, Caton and Kenley left the town square and took off for the pasture. This might turn out to be a bad idea, but it seemed worth a try. And as they neared the edge of the pasture, a small cabin came into view. Smoke billowed from the chimney and a sweet smell filled the air. What was happening in Kuwik's house? Could that be the scent of a stewing kukaliki? Kenley waited at the foot of the stairs as Kate tentatively approached the door. What? Who's that? Hello? Nope. Caton lost all nerve and turned to run away, but only got as far as the stairs before the door swung open and a totally not scary looking kukalaka 
stood in the doorway with wide orange eyes. Yes? Uh, can I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, uh hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Kenley, and this is my kukaliki, Katen. We're new here in the land of Kukalakas, and um, we thought we would come by and introduce ourselves. Hi there. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Kuwik. I uh, must say you're the first Kukalakas I've met in a very long while. I, I'm not sure if you I know anyone anymore. I, I, I've been working so hard, you know, for so many years, and I've just fallen out of touch. Well, now you know someone. Um, would you like to come to the town square this evening? There will be a Queep concert and the whole land will be there. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, but I have very important work I'm doing. I, I'm not sure I have the time. Something inside Caton softened. This was definitely not the monster Creel and everyone else made who we got to be. What kind of work are you doing? Kuwik's spiky fur took on a golden glow. Can I show you? Come in, come in. Shut the door right behind you. This is very sensitive work, and I cannot have anything affecting the nutrient levels or air quality in my greenhouse lab. They entered into a home packed to the ceiling with books, papers, beakers, pots, bowls, and dishes. Boards with notes and equations, scrolls from the old ages, and boxes with note cards filled every corner of the room. And that smell coming from somewhere deep in the house was the sweetest scent that Caton had ever smelled, even more amazing than Quana's quittleberry pies. Whatever cool week had been working on, it was clear this had been a lifelong effort. Whoa, this place is incredible. Yeah, are you an inventor? You, you probably can't call me that just yet, but I think I'm getting close now. <laughs> I know that feeling. What is all this? You really want to know? Yes. Well... When I was about your age, I went to the Dream Fest in the land of Kukalakas, and I had a dream unlike anything I'd ever experienced. It was so real and so magical. In that dream, I smelled and tasted something so delicious that when I woke up, I knew, I knew I had to try to recreate that magical taste. I researched, hypothesized, tested, analyzed. I tried everything, but I needed to do more. I decided to move here to the woods at the edge of the pasture where I would have the space I needed to work. Every day I wake up and try again. Every day I get closer to my dream. Oh, can we see? You can more than see. You can taste. Who week flung open a door to an interior greenhouse atrium where there were rows and rows of brightly colored props. Plants with small buds that shone in the sunlight. Caton smelled that sweet odor again. It felt like pure happiness in Caton's nostrils. This is my latest crop. And the buds just opened today. I think this is the one. Quilweek plucked out two blue buds off one of the bushes. Friends, close your eyes and try this. With eyes closed, Caton bit down on the tiny blue bud that had been harvested from the mysterious plant. It felt like a little explosion of sweetness, kindness, coziness, rainbows, love, all things good in Caton's mouth. 
Wow, what are these? It doesn't have a name yet. It's too new. Peyton leaned close to one of the plants, face nearly touching the little colorful buds. You know, each of these buds looks like a small bear. Bears? Let me see that. After leaning in, Hooweek smiled and then began to laugh. (laughs) You are right, little buddy. These do look like bears. Little dummy bears. This is incredible. I had been summoned back to the land of Kukulakas to cultivate a new crop to help sustain the land, but this far exceeds even my biggest dreams or expectations. I can't wait to tell my friends. I bet they've never tasted anything like this. Would you be willing to share some samples of these gummy bears at the concert? I have worked for so many moons, countless moons, eons, and finally, the gummy bears of my dreams are a real crop. A crop that we can cultivate across the land of Kukulakas. I would like nothing more than to share the product of my many moons of hard work with everyone in the land. The new friends harvested gummy bear samples and walked together to the town square. When they arrived, Pele was just about to start the peep concert, but everyone gasped and stopped what they were doing as Clue Week, Katen, and Kenley approached. Katen walked up to the microphone. <clears throat> Hello. Hi, everyone. I have something important to say. I'm new here, so you don't all know me, but I am Caden. My family just moved here from the other side of the world, and this is Kuwik. <gasps> Kuwik has lived here forever, but knows fewer of you than I even do. Why? Why doesn't Kuwik know anyone? Why do Kukaliki spread stories that Kuwik likes to turn Kukalikis into stew? Because more than 500 moons ago, Kuwik had an amazing dream at Dreamfest about the most delicious taste, the most miraculous taste. And ever since then, Kuwik has been hypothesizing, experimenting, analyzing, and refining to figure out how to grow the dream crop. Kenley passed out samples to the awestruck crowd. Try it. They're incredible. They're named Gummy Bears. The crowd murmured and tutted, but then Creel stepped up to Caton and made a big show of swallowing a gummy bear. Then Quana stepped up and did the same. Kenley, too. The crowd followed. These were so good. The whole land erupted in applause and happy tears. Peyton gave Kluwik a big hug. Peyton, you might think I have done something important tonight by sharing my gummy bears across the land, but I could not have done it without you. It had been so long since I talked to anybody. I'd forgotten how. And you made me feel safe, to feel a part of the community, to feel included. Just then, the mayor approached the microphone. What a day, what a day. We have seen an eruption of kindness, and now I can't believe it, but this brilliant Kukalaka has brought us a crop. 
that can help us bring prosperity as we spread sweetness across the world. I hereby proclaim that every 12 moons for the rest of time, we shall have the day of sweet kindness when all kukalakas, big and small, will spread kindness across the land. We will celebrate kindness, we will honor community, and we will commemorate the miraculous birth of the gummy bears from the dream of our very own Boonik. Joy exploded across the town square, and as the queep music echoed off the buildings that surrounded the square, everyone started to dance and hug and smile. They say that life is like a garden we planted row by row but before we started there's something you should know one kind word goes a long way one kind word to brighten someone's day so if you get the chance do the right thing take a stance and spread some love along the way spread some love along the way just plant a seed a seed of kindness and shower it with love and soon you'll see a tree of kindness towering above cause one kind word goes a long way one kind word to brighten someone's day so if you get the chance, do the right thing, take a stance and spread some love along the way. Yeah, spread some love along the way. Plant a little seed of kindness, shower it with love and watch it grow. Cause that little seed reminds us you only reap what you sow one kind word goes a long way one kind word to brighten someone's day so if you get the chance do the right thing take a stance and Spread some love along the way. Yeah, spread some love along the way. The Kukalaka started growing gummy bears in farms across the land. They left them out for children who came to visit the land to share their feelings, and they packaged them up and distributed them far and wide across the world, spreading sweet kindness as they did. And every 12 moons, the Kukalakas celebrate a day of sweet kindness to commemorate the birth of the gummy bears and to remember 
how one small bit of kindness has the power to change the world beyond anything you could ever dream. The end. Wow, what a story. I, for one, was happy to learn how the gummy bears were created. I think knowing the backstory makes it even more special that our friends in the land of Kukalakas leave gummy bears for our podcast friends every time we visit. Don't you? The story was about gummy bears, yes, but it was also about community and inclusiveness. Every single person in our community plays an important role, no matter how old you are. And that's why we're here on Little Kids Big Hearts. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It really helps other families find our show. Today's episode was produced by Julia Levy at Sparkler Learning. Audio engineer is Ahmed Ashour, and the original music was written and performed by Bill English. You heard the voices of me, plus Meredith Holtzman, Matt Malloy, Pablo Castablanco, Nadia Dorsey, and Christy Puz Decatur reading Cultivating Sweet Kindness. The podcast was co-created and produced by Christy Puz Decatur and me, Todd Lloyd, and hosted by me. A very special thanks to the Walton Family Foundation and Noggin for their support and use of the song like nobody else from the Big Heart Beats album. See you next time.